Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today's episode 750 and it's a big milestone, 750, three quarters of the way to a thousand. I have no doubt we'll get to a thousand because I'm just getting started. As you know, this podcast is committed to helping you create purpose, prosperity, and joy. We live in a world full of conflict, anger, frustration, sudden twists and turns, economic upheavals, and all of the rest. Those are the facts of our daily life and the news. And if you follow anything, you know, you can't turn on the news without somebody else attacking somebody politically in the U.S. It's a mess because the gigantic and painful run up to the next presidential election has already started with accusations flying all over the place about who did what. And I don't even care which side you're on. Whatever side you're on, I'm sure you think everything is exactly as you think. And that's not what I'm talking about. Today, the question is, is joy on your daily menu? Do you feel that powerful, overwhelming, liberating dance of joy in your heart every single day and many times each day? Do you? That's a, that's a, that's a real question that I have for you. Do you feel that? And if you don't, why not? Like, what is it that prevents you? Uh, you This is a real question out of my deepest heart. What prevents you from feeling joy every day? Why isn't it on your menu that you can pick? Ah, there it is. Joy, pick. Joy, pick. Now, you all know I'm married to joy, and that is the most literal and figurative thing. She is the blessed angel of my existence. And I picked this crazy background with astronauts in space and kind of weird, and I know it's kind of confusing and looks a little fuzzy, but, I mean, funny in terms of, you know, maybe distracting. It's okay. It really is. And then I wore a checkered flannel shirt on top of it. It's almost like I'm a part of the picture. But really, is joy on your menu every day? And if it isn't, this is a serious question. Why not? And as you think about the answer to that question, first one, is joy in your menu every day? Yes or no? If it is, is it fleeting? Is it unpredictable? Meaning it comes and maybe, and gee, you're saying at least once every day something happens that makes me happy. That's one way to say yes to that. Well, at least once a day, something happens that makes me happy, makes me smile, makes me laugh, makes me feel love. Okay, so joy's on my menu every day. That's great because that's way, way, way better than having it not at all, right? Of course. But that's not what I'm asking either, and you know it. What I'm asking 
a, a menu and you go to a restaurant is a piece of paper, laminated, plastic, a little fold-out book or whatever, and, and you get to pick the things you want. All right? You get to pick them. I want that one and that one. Is joy on your menu so you can pick it and have it whenever you want, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. And if it's not, I want to find out why not. Because, and then we want to go way past that, because finding out why not is just just the bare, barest of beginnings. So is it on your menu where you can pick it every day? Two, do you pick it every day? Because if you if it's there and you don't choose it, then it might as well not be there, right? And do you know how? Do you really know how to pick joy off the menu every day at will? That's what I want to talk about. Because creating a life where every day is full of purpose, prosperity, and joy is available to you right here, right now. Now, this episode comes in the middle of of several episodes. A couple of, we had Clint Hatton who talked about his son, Big, Bold, and Brave. And I just got that book in the mail. He sent me a beautiful book and I'm just thrilled. And I think maybe, I don't know yet, this is not confirmed, but he might be on one of my LA Talk Radio episodes here pretty soon, which is Tuesday nights at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific. We're on a month with a guest for an hour with powerful good stuff about creating your ultimate life and example after example after example of people who've made the choices to get what they want. Then we had uh, Connor Hebel, who was just a youngster, uh, at least from my point of view, I'm 67, youngster. I got grandkids almost that old, but has overcome massive obstacles in terms of how people treated him and teasing and his own illnesses and autoimmune things and how he's made of choices to get past that and now has a business about microgreens helping people achieve health. And those are the two before this one and the two after this one. I had uh, Amanda Kate, uh, who is a fabulous guest. And she, I'm looking at my notes here, she's in Australia. And she talked about walking on beaches and how she had to make a very difficult choice about changing her life because it wasn't serving her. And then the last one, ah, Marianne St. Clair is the next one after this couple from now. So this is sandwiched in the middle of several examples of people who have created a life where joy's on the menu every day at, at will. And so my question is, I want you to think about you. Now, if it's already true that joy is on your menu every day and you choose it regularly all day long, then you are blessed, you are fortunate, and you have learned something really important. You've learned that joy truly is a choice and that you can have it anytime you want. And if you're one of the folks that's learned that joy is a choice, then I believe you and I, I've learned that finally, in my ears, I, I believe you and I have an obligation to share that truth, to first share the joy that we feel because we can choose it and we choose it all the time, right? And then to also share the knowledge, the truth, the effects of having 
joy in your life all the time. I, I believe it's our opportunity and even a, a, a divine mandate to share that joy. So I'm going to talk now for a few, several minutes to those who either they don't believe joy is on the daily menu choice for them, or they kind of know that it is, but they're not choosing it. If that's you, you know, you can raise your hand. If you're not choosing joy all the time, there's no harm, no foul. Raise your hand. Truth, you know. Okay, gee, I don't live that way. I don't choose joy all the time. And now I'm bringing that to your awareness and offering you an opportunity to do something with that. Now, if you're happy, some people like living in their misery and they're married to their excuses and situation and they're they're more comfortable in misery. I, I actually am not saying that in a negative way. I lived that way for a long time when I was struggling with depression and not good enough. I It became the misery I knew. It became the sadness I was familiar with. It became the pain that was my comforting companion. It wasn't fun, but you learn to live with your own misery, right? And then it also is kind of scary to think about life without it. Well, I'm going to invite you now to contemplate life in boundless daily joy. One of my statements in my PTAC, personal truth and commitment, you know, I refer to that a lot. If you want to know what it is, it's the most powerful document on earth. It is earth shattering, wall exploding, mind bending, raw, pure joy and power. My personal truth and commitment statement. One of the things I love to do is help people craft those. So they have their own guiding star of mind bending power refuge and absolute growth every time they touch it and recite it and look at it. I love helping people create that because you can have one. But anyway, we're not talking about that today. One of the statements is, in mine, I am unconditional joy because I have seen eternity. Now, my experiences have led me to know beyond any doubt that this little frame we have here of 50 to 100 years, some people live 20. Uh, Clint Hatton, the fellow I referred to earlier, he he wrote the book Big Bold Brave, not about himself, but about his son, who uh, earned his pilot's license at the youngest age you can possibly earn it, which I think he told me was 17. And he put in all the hours, and he was logging hours, 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 and and then uh, and later, and I think in his freshman or sophomore year of college, uh, he was flying someone somewhere, and he dropped them off and then was flying home. Then some terrible weather happened, and he crashed and died. And so Clint wrote the book about him. So whether you live 20 years like Clint's son or you live 100 years, that is important time, 20 to, and it doesn't matter how long it is, it's important time but even though it's important time, it's a micro speck in the dot of infinity that is our existence because you're eternal. You're going to exist forever. Okay? You're going to, that's just a true thing. So, <clears throat> and, and this, this isn't the episode about this, but the things we learn and do here in this 20 to 100 years <laughs> are super important because we know we don't take any money, possessions, or anything with us. But what we make out of ourselves, we do take with us. And so that is of profound importance, and that brings us right back to joy. If you choose, if you learn, because you do the work, 
to choose joy all the time, then that is the being you have become. You have become a being that chooses joy. And I am now, and so I can say with authority and absolute truth, I am unconditional joy. And I use the word unconditional in there instead of just I am joy for a reason. Because my life, just like yours, is full of adversity. Now, if you've listened to many of my episodes or read the books, and if you haven't, why not? Go to Amazon.com and just put my name in. There's 18 books. My book about my story, Tightrope of Depression, all the way up to a book on forgiveness about how to unburden your soul. But anyway, if you have, you know the truth of my life being full of adversity. And I'm not pretending in any way, shape, or form that mine's harder or worse than anybody else's. I know we all think at different times that we've got the worst, most horrible, horrible, awful, terrible thing. And then we see somebody else with something far worse. We have the situations designed to build, test, and give us opportunity for growth. But that's another whole podcast. Here is the, here's the truth. I have made the choice that even in adversity, which includes all the decades, 35 years, so truly decades of depression, self-sabotage, struggling, addictions, rehab, failed relationships, you know, just misery, and then ultimately culminating in dying a few years ago and, you know, being totally unable to walk and paralyzed from the waist down. I've had my share. I'm not saying good or bad for anybody in terms of more or less, but I've had some. And what I've learned is even in those, I choose joy. I choose to be happy. I choose to radiate bliss and joy. When I had my uh, neck surgery the day I was paralyzed from the waist down, a couple days after that, I was in a neck brace after they'd done surgery and fixed the problem. Um, That was quite a story. I went from the ER to the OR, the emergency room to the operating room in the hospital. It was Actually, I stopped at the MRI on the way. I went to the ER to the MRI, and then the MRI went to the surgeon on call who was in another hospital. He took a look at the MRI, and he said, take him to the operating room right now. So midnight emergency surgery. Anyway, they fixed it, and I, you know, had trouble because I couldn't walk before, and I had to learn all that again. But a few days later, I'm in the hospital, right, and I'm doing my coaching calls in the neck brace, and I was full of joy. Because I choose it. So when I say I'm unconditional joy, it comes from that kind of choice. And again, I share my situation not because it's the most worst, awful, terrible. It's not. It is a set of circumstances in which I have learned to choose unconditional joy. And I'm offering this information to you. So let's talk about how. The simplest way to learn how To have joy on your menu every day and choose it is just to recognize you have a choice. Uh, Let me give you an example. If you look out the window and it is raining, you and I, we can look out the window and someone may look at the rain and say, oh, stupid weather, I wish it was whatever, I can't do this. Or it could be sunshiny but really, really, really cold. It happens up here, right? Minus, we had a few days ago where the high was minus 30, right? The low is minus worse than that. And that can be oh and heavy, or it can be joyful. It is what it is. 
and I'm not going to go out and play in it, but I got other stuff to do and that's okay. Now that's a simple example and I know it, but everything is really just like that. And we can argue that it isn't, but it is. It really is. Everything is as simple as choosing. So let me give you some more uh, examples. Uh, I had to do laundry yesterday. Once a week, I do my own laundry, and my wife, you know, holds her head in her hands every time I do it, but I don't want her to worry about it because I mix things I shouldn't mix, and I probably use the wrong temperatures on the, you know, washer and dryer and whatever, but I get it done, right? And I can look at that as, oh, I've got to do my laundry because it's going to take hours away from my recording studio and my writing of books, and I'm pointing in different directions because the Recording studios over there and over here is where I write books and that computer and I got computers everywhere. I got to look at that as a terrible thing, but I don't. I have fun. I'm going to go down and I'm going to do the laundry wrong and that's okay. And then I'm going to, you know, get it later and collect it and fold it all up and put it where it goes and it's fun. Why? Because I said so. Now, I understand that laundry is a small thing. But any of the things, I call all of that stuff housekeeping. It might be collecting and paying your bills. Now, we do that a lot online these days, but I remember not too many years ago when, you know, twice a month usually, sometimes once a month, but twice a month you just had to collect all the bills and put them in a pile and get out the checkbook and write all the checks and put them in the register, and you know, and that was a pain, or except it didn't have to be. In that world, I lived that it was a pain. And I was frustrated, and I didn't like it, and I got myself in this negative mood. Or today, we don't do that the same way, but if I had to do it again today, I would laugh, and I'd, I'd make a game out of it, and I'd have fun. <clears throat> now, those are just some small examples. But they go to bigger things, too. If you get sick, like seriously sick, or there's an accident and you're hurt, you can make a similar choice. You can rage against the person whose fault it was that they wrecked your day, week, month, year, or maybe hurt you bad enough that you end up with a permanent limp or something. Or you can choose to explore the growth and joy. Now, you, I can hear, I can feel the pushback. Yeah, but the rest of my life is wrecked. No, it's not. That's crap. It just isn't. Now, I've told you the story of the dog before, but my dog, who's now gone over the Rainbow Bridge, but in 2007, I had a dog. Barely got him. He was born in August. This is now December. We were playing around on New Year's Eve. I'd never had a dog before at 52, first dog. And uh, we were roughhousing, and the dog bumped a speaker stand. And I felt it was my fault. But anyway, the speaker fell off and broke the dog's toes. All of them. All the metatarsals. And we took them immediately in the middle of the night on New Year's Eve to an emergency vet. That was fun, finding one. But anyway, we did. And right around midnight, right around New Year's, they brought him out, and they'd done surgery and everything they could do. And they told us he might have a limp later. 
They'd done everything they could do, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. So sure enough, later in life, after a few years, he had a limp. Whenever it got cold or whenever he ran around too much and his paw was a little awkward to the side. But he didn't allow that permanent limp to spoil his joie de vivre, his joy of life. He chose, because that's how dogs are, and of course you're saying, well, duh, it's a dog. Yeah, duh, it's a dog, but why not, duh, it's me, or duh, it's you? Why not? Like, you can live in unconditional joy. You can find the place of pure excitement and joy if you want to. Or you can stay married to the problem. Now, I have another story to tell. I met a fellow the other day, and he was talking about all the things he'd learned to do. And it was quite an impressive list, and I was excited. Wow, you know how to do that and that? Ooh. And he said, well, you know, I got good. And I'm just going to pick on one. He said, you know, I got snowboard, good snowboarding. I'm out, snowboard this and snowboard that and snowboard this and snowboard that. And I hear, you know, and it's cold and it's winter, and I could go snowboard because it was this winter. It was just a few days ago. And, but it's all boring. And I thought, okay, that's a choice. And here's the key. I'm slowing way down because I want you to get the key. The key is, is it outside or inside? If I'm looking for the activity, whether it's talking to someone or snowboarding or creating something, if I'm looking for the activity itself to provide the excitement, the motivation, the movement, the juice, the jazz, it will get boring. It will run out. Outside things cannot last. You see that even in extreme cases of adrenaline junkies who go and do more and more dangerous things because they want more of the hit and more of the hit. And eventually they quit or die because they get dangerous. But the key is they're looking for the outside to stimulate, to provide the juice. If you want juice that lasts... You and I, we have to develop intrinsic value, juice and excitement that comes from inside. Now, here's what I've learned about that, and I'm not saying it's the only answer, but here's what I know. I know that when I'm serving people, when I'm on purpose doing what I can to love someone, to lift them, to bless them, to help them, that gives juice. Woo, I get excited. It's fun. It's joyful. And it's inside. And it doesn't matter who it is. It's the act of loving and serving provides inside value. Now, right now, I'm creating this podcast episode, which it's in January, and my book tells me you won't see it until the middle of March. But I'm still feeling it. And whether you like this episode or you think I'm full of crap, 
I know that there are people who are going to enjoy it, who are going to say, wow, I could do this different. And just the effort that I put into finding a funny background and getting a little agenda of what I might talk about and some stories that I've told, that effort was fun. It was enjoyable because I believe it will help someone think about how to put joy on their daily menu. So here's what we've learned so far. We've learned that joy is a choice. We've learned that it can be on your daily menu. We've learned that it's available anytime you want, literally anytime you want. And we've learned that the most powerful and lasting joy comes from inside, from a choice in our hearts, and is often associated with just pure love and service to others. We are built as divine beings to love, <laughs> love and serve, love, I love that, to love and serve each other. That is where we find the most growth and the most happiness. And you know, it's funny because when we pass out of this 20 to 100 years, this little frame, the only thing we're going to take with us is who we have become and the memories of what we've done and the relationships we've created. All of those intangible things. So relationships, good or bad, memory and how those activities have shaped us and that is essentially what we have become. The game of this life is to see what we make of ourselves, regardless of the situation. Good things happen, bad things happen, things I wanted, things I didn't want, things you wanted, things you didn't want. doesn't matter. The thing that matters is what you use them, the circumstances, to do. What do you make of yourself? Because that's all you're going to take with you. And that is the key. Your choice about what you do with all these externalities is all that matters. What you allow these circumstances to make out of your heart and your soul and yourself. And in that context, I can promise you, because I now experience it, and I know what the journey's like from not experiencing it at all to having it all the time, you can have joy every day, all day long, living the ultimate life of purpose, prosperity, and joy is available to you right here, right now. It's not, I'll be happy when, out there. It starts with a choice. It starts with realizing that your hands are on the controls. You are sovereign. You have your, you know, hands on the throttle to speed up, to rise up, and to live in purpose, prosperity, and joy every minute. I know these things are real and true, and I also know that if you choose to um, explore in your mind about where you are right now, 
and where you'd like to go and what are the changes you need to make in yourself to have that, I can promise you, you can make big progress toward creating your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet.